With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Monday, March 14th. And uh, I'm just going to state this for the record. We did this for our other show of Eye on Money. I want everyone to take a deep cleansing breath and stop complaining about the price of gas unless it's really causing you a hardship. Okay. Mark and I made a plea. If you want to hear that plea, listen to Eye on Money, our sister broadcast. It'll drop tomorrow. You'll hear us talk about it. I'm just putting it out there. If you have a job and I know you have to commute, it's a drag. But if you're calling this program and you're talking to us and you've got money and your stock portfolio has done really well and your house has increased in value, this is a short term bad situation for us. And no one is dropping a bomb on your city and you don't have to flee the country. Okay. So this is Aunt Jill saying, buck up, gang, because things can get a lot worse in a hurry. And the last thing you're going to be worrying about is the price of gas. All right. Mark, was that too mean or is that an okay thing to start the week off with? Thank goodness. All right. Uh, We are here to take the mystery out of your financial lives. And, you know, many of you who who come on the air with us and many of you who write us are in really good financial shape. That's great. But if you're not in such great shape, it's also okay. We want to help you out, especially as things are becoming more expensive and as people are grappling with that. So if you're in a bit of a trouble, if you're in a bit of a stew, let us know. Just go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Now, if the spike in inflation is not really bugging you right now. You've got larger issues that are more long-term in nature. We also want to hear from you. Today, we are talking to Dave, who's on the line from New Jersey. And we are welcoming Dave, who will promise not to complain about gas prices. Right, Dave? You got it. No complaints. Good. What's going on, man? What can we do for you? Hey, I'm uh, 53 years old, thinking about retirement. That'll probably be maybe when I'm 60, but I wanted to get some feedback from you guys on where I am and what I'm doing. Okay. So tell us more about you. What What's going on? Do you have a spouse, Dave? Yes. I have a wife, uh, 52 years old. Okay. And do both of you work? We both work. Okay. How much do you earn together? Together, uh, 260. That's nice. Good for you. Are you both contributing to retirement accounts? So I am. I contribute uh, my max, which is 26000 last year. Okay. So you're maxing out retirement. And are you putting money in a Roth or a traditional retirement? Traditional. Okay. Got it. And your wife is not? She is not. I'm, I'm doing that part for our family. Okay. Very good. Family? Kids? I have one son who's a senior in high school. Oh, my God. What do you think about this? Like, is his high school experience must have been so, must be so weird. Is he back in, everything is good now? Or is he like mad that he got robbed of a couple of years of high school? <laughs> he's a good sport. Uh, he's happy though that, you know, for the end of his senior year, the second half, they won't have masks. They won't have restrictions. It's a little more relaxed. Yeah. Keg party at Dave's house. Oh, wait, no, I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. And is your son heading to college? Yes. And has that is that college been paid for or are you going to pay it out of cash flow? What are the arrangements? So we have a 529 with about 84000 in it. 
and mm-hmm. I hope to cash flow the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Depends on which college ends up going to. <laughs> Can I make a suggestion of Rutgers or would that not go over well in the house? He's not interested in Rutgers. Of course he's not. Yeah. Why, why do these, <laughs> we give our children way too much choice, says the woman with no children. What is the price tag going to be? Is it going to be one of these 50, 60 grand a year kind of places? Yeah, we think the low would be like 40-ish and the high would probably be 61-ish. All right. So if we say 50, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. And do you feel like you can cash flow this? Like, in other words, are you going to stop putting money into retirement or do you feel like, and you're 260 right now, you can actually pay for the extra, the differential? We do not plan on changing our retirement contributions at all. Mm-hmm. I do think we can cash flow the college program. And if I have to pull a little out of brokerage to make it work, we'll do that. But I think oh. once she's out of the house, it'll be just, and it will be an empty nest. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll make things work. You mentioned a brokerage account. What do you have? Uh, three thirty. And how is that invested? Mostly in mutual funds or stocks? What do you got? Uh, it's mostly uh, indexed mutual funds, um, equity with Vanguard. Okay, that's great. That's great. So that is good that you have that. I mean, so if you had to, you could certainly pay for it. Tell me how much is in your retirement accounts. Uh, 403Bs and one traditional IRA totals 520. And you're accumulating quite a bit in there now, I presume. And what about, um, are you either or both of you entitled to a pension? Both. Wow. Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, we both work in New Jersey public schools. Uh, She's been doing it longer than I have, so she has a little better formula. Mm -hmm. Uh, I make a little more money, so I have a better bottom line. At 60. So this is like when you're both 60, what's the number for the pension? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. I'm ready. Yeah. So when I'm 60 and she's 59, my gross pension would be 7400 a month. Yes. Hers yep. would be 6000 a month. Okay. Combined, you know, 13000 and a half a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what would be like a, what would be a reasonable net figure to figure, you know, with first taxes. So I've been well, saying maybe 77% of that I'd take home maybe. Well, so that would yeah. be about 10000 a little more. Let me ask you a question. How do they do the health care in New Jersey? So if you've been in it long enough, there's a really, really good deal, but neither one of us have. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like you know you definitely can roll into a state health care program. Mm-hmm. I'm not certain of the rate. One of my uh, friends who I just hired back who's retired is only paying like 200 bucks a month. So she's wow. pretty happy about that. Hmm. If I could get a deal like that, I'd be thrilled. Mm-hmm. What I'm kind of thinking about now is that the mortgage payment I make now when that's gone, right about the time I'll be retired, I'll kind of just consider that as that's probably going to be my equivalent um, oh. health care. Okay. Tell me how much is your house worth? Uh, about 540 And what is the remaining mortgage? 124 What's the rate? 4%. What do you think you need to live on if the mortgage is gone at that time, it, you know, at age 60? What do you think is the actual amount you'd like to count on for living expenses, needs, and, and wants? Like, what would you like to be able to have? Yeah, so we're living on right now about ten to 12000 a month, okay. um, which is higher than I'd like. You know, it clearly fluctuates. Um, that includes, you know, a mortgage. But really, when the mortgage is paid for, only half the payment goes away because about half the payment is taxes and, mm-hmm. and uh, insurance. So, so maybe, what, you know, ten, eleven would okay. probably work. Okay. I mean, out of 13400 a month, even if you cleared nine, 
which seems like pretty reasonable assumption, nine out of that. Right. That's not bad. What about Social Security? You've got a future benefit amount. Do you happen to know approximately what that would be for you guys? Yeah, I know. Well, I know mine. Um, so my Social Security at age 67 would mm-hmm. be 3200 That's what the calculator says right now from, Good. from the Fed. Yep. And at 70, it would be like 4100 I mean, so obviously- My wife's is you know, probably a little less, but not too far off, I bet. I mean, it's interesting because um, the way I look at this is if you retire at age 60 and you start collecting your pension, here's a few things that we have to think about. One, you've got this brokerage account. Are you contributing more money into that account as time has gone by? Or is that like kind of, I don't know what how you got that, but you know, if you're maxing your retirement account and it costs you 10 or 12 grand to live, are you actually adding to that brokerage account? You know, the plan's always to add to it. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I haven't been lately. I feel like my just my living expenses have gone up from the last couple of years. I'd like to still throw more money at that. But with my son going to college, I don't think that's a reality. Of yeah, I don't think years. so either. I don't think so either. Here's what I'm thinking. I kind of am looking at three different phases for you. I'm looking at the phase of college. Okay, so what do we do to get prepared for college? I think it's a lot to ask to actually fund college out of cash flow because it's a big number. You know, this is a lot of money that, and I think it's almost too much pressure. It's not worth it in, in many respects. When do we find out about college? You find out from your answers from the colleges as it goes through the fall and winter, but May 1 is decision day. Every college you have to make it. May 1. Day. Okay. So May we'll, 1. We'll make it in April though, for sure. Okay. So we're going to know whether it's 40, 50, or 60 grand, right? So let's say it's 40. And if that's the case, then what I think you should do, let's say whatever it is, I don't even care, whatever the number is, whatever that first year is, I think it may make sense for you to look at that brokerage account and pay for the first year out of that brokerage account. Because, you know, in a weird way, the 529 asset is more valuable the longer you wait. So you might as well let that balloon up. I would pay the, for the first year out of that brokerage account and not look back. Who cares? I mean, you've got index funds. You've probably owned them for a while. You probably have a pretty darn good gain in those. Maybe not so much, you know, with craziness in the markets and all that. But I think I would want year one to be paid for out of that. Then you get to kind of see what happens when the kid's out of the house and how the cash flow goes. I just think that the next four years are going to be kind of interesting. And, you know, what you can know is that, you got the last two years dealt with. Let's deal with year one out of the brokerage account. Then let's see kind of what happens. You know, listen, maybe you'll do both years. Maybe you'll do years one and two out of the brokerage. 529 is year three and four, whatever, okay? Just be happy with that. That's fine, okay? And you have an emergency reserve fund, right? You have like a little cash on hand somewhere? We have a little bit, probably not as much as you'd normally have. I have 30,000 set aside, but to be honest, in two public sector jobs, yeah, yeah, you're not a little more it. security than other people. Yep, I agree. I understand that. Okay, so now we get done with college, and now we're coming into retirement years, right? Are you saying the age sixty because, like, oh, I'm fried, I got to get out of here, or sixty is like maybe, but I could do sixty-two? Like, what do you think the likelihood is here? So there's an interesting thing there. I have a couple of options. One is I could just go at sixty. There's no pressure either way. One of the things I'm thinking about doing when I retire is I can do, when you fill in for someone who's not working, like if they have a gap, they need a principal oh. six months, you can do this this work, like kind of like gig work for six months here or there. Nice. There's a lot of administrative jobs I can I can do. 
That's kind of cool. do that and draw a pension. Mm-hmm. The other thing to consider, um, by, and I don't think I can get my wife to work a day more than, than what she's already scheduled for. Listen, leave her alone. She's worked hard. She's done her thing. The other, I mean, here's the interesting thing about this pension is that every year we worked together. If we both worked every year past age 59 and 60, the pension goes up $500 a month. So it's like if you get into a jam financially, it's like, oh, okay, just work another year or two. And you'll yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Good, like fallback plan, I feel like. Okay, that is good. And you know what? You'll know more once we get through the college years. That's what I think. Then what we need is retirement until Social Security. That's really what the next game plan is. From that period, what's going to be interesting is whenever you retire, you're going to have income. So it's not like you're going to go into a 0% tax bracket, right? You're not going to be one of these people who's like, yeah, my tax bracket went way down. You'll pay lower taxes, no doubt. You'll probably move from a top bracket of say 24%. You might squeeze into 22%, you know, because you'll be making good money. Maybe I what I would do is from the day you retire until you start getting social security, I might start pulling some money out of your traditional retirement account. You know, I know that people are like, oh, but it's growing tax deferred. Yeah. But you know what the tax liability is going to be. And once you start getting Social Security, your tax bracket's going to be high. And I don't know where tax rates are going. So I would think what you would do is from retirement until claiming Social Security, whether it's 67 or 70, because that's going to kind of depend on whether you work an extra couple of years or not. Then I would start using my traditional IRA and 403B, which will probably get combined after you leave, and use that to fund your cash flow needs. And it again, as you said, it, it may not be a lot. It might be a couple thousand dollars a month for seven years or five years or however long that is. Use that account. Pay the tax that's due. Don't go crazy. Don't take it all out, but just use that. Then whenever you claim Social Security, you guys are in phenomenal shape because your pension and Social Security will cover your needs. That's going to happen just automatically. And if you really want to use that 12,000 as the bo- as the bogey, if you say we really do want to spend 150 grand a year because we're really happy and we want to spend then work an extra couple of years. You have the ability to do that. So if you want to spend more, you work an extra year or two, or as you said, you can always do a little extra work on the side. Although, you know, that contract work sometimes can drag you right back down into the rabbit hole, but for me, and this may be different for you, maybe more fun for you to like get a new school and have some fun. For me, I'd be like, oh, I know where the, I know where the warts are in this job. I've got this mastered. It's a pain in the ass, but I know who the pains in the asses are and I can navigate that. You go to a new place, you got to figure out who's who and what's what all over. I don't know. I don't love that learning curve when I'm 62. That's just my two cents. Mark, have I missed anything? No, I think he's good. I would definitely keep making those retirement contributions because if you make, if you keep contributing what you're contributing for the next seven years, you know, by the time you're 60, that's going to be around a million dollars. And I know he asked, should he make his contributions from here on out Roth? I probably would because you don't have any Roth. You're going to have a lot of income. Yeah, I think that Roth is good. Oh, Mark, keep yourself on for this. I forgot we were doing Jill on money, not I on money. So Mark's voice again, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it. I think that sounds good. And do you guys uh, have all of your estate documents done? So we don't. Uh, here's what we do have. We do. I bought the software uh, to do a will uh, this week, knowing that I was coming on the show. Oh, it's so good. It's like knowing it's like the hammer's going to drop. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, we do, we don't have any life insurance. I think I need to pick up a little bit more. We do no, I, have with our pension. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Yep. Why do you need life insurance? 
Just because we have, I'm thinking we have big college bills coming. And if one of us drops, we lose that pension. Yeah, but it's going to be expensive. Can you buy something through the school system that's cheaper or through your union? I can look. I mean, we have, so here's what we have. We have 3.5 times our salary each. That's just part of part of the deal of being a public education in the pension system. So that's so for me, that's five hundred from my if it's, you know, I don't know, a little less. Well then that's not so bad. But yeah, so there's that. That's like a good buffer against like college bills and you know, things like that. I don't know. I think it's gonna be expensive for you to get like a ten year term policy. I think it's gonna be expensive. But check it out. Maybe you can get something cheap through like I said, through an association, perhaps. And if you can bang it up through the, if you can increase it to instead of three times, go to six times or something, and then, you know, peel it back as you start accumulating more money. Do do a little investigation on the life insurance. Get the will done. You feel like you got what you need from us? I did. Thank you. And, and thanks, Mark, for your Roth comment as well. If you are lucky enough, like Dave and his wife, to have pensions and you're thinking about how to contemplate retirement, we'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to hear from you, even if you don't have a pension. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and let us know what's on your mind. And then, of course, let us know if you would like to come on the air with us. You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter when you do go on to the website and check out our other broadcasts. We've got the Jill on Money radio show, and we've got the Eye on Money podcast. All right. Well, that's it. That's a that's a show. And this is the beginning of the week. And we'll be here every single day. Do me a favor and lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>